Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And it's your boy, Rob, who is keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> hanging out. Oh, man. All right, so this is episode 13. 13. And lucky number 13. Lucky 13. Dude, it's been a solid run so far, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. I got pretty a lot sweet. of good feedback, so. Hell, yeah. Uh, all right, so for this episode, it's back to just us. Yes. And we're going to... We're going to talk about our trip to Florida. Florida. The wilds of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, okay, so for those of us out there who don't know, uh, Rob and I took a work-slash-vacation trip, Basically, mostly work. the last fun that anyone had in the year 2020, we had, true. we had it. We went to Florida. <laughs> Yep. And we did so many amazing things, and I, I, I'm going to remember that trip for the rest of my life. Facts. So premise for it all was uh, we, uh, we being nerd, uh, sponsored Southeast Carpet Fest, or yes. one of the sponsors of Southeast Carpet Fest. So we were going to go down just for Carpet Fest at first, yeah. uh, and then it became uh, Donnie wanted to come with us. To do some filming. To do some filming, and we were like, okay, well, if we're going to do it that, then we let's might as see. well do a bunch of other things, Yeah, let's too. see what else we can do while we're down there. So uh, so we reached out to a bunch of people. We reached out to Tom Crutchfield, yep. and we reached out to Savannah, Savannah over, over at Gatorland. Gatorland. Um, and damn, was it and a Will time? Nace and, Will Nace, and, yep. And then we did Carpet Fest, Steve Tillis, and he hooked yep. up with Eugene Bissett. And like, holy crap. It was a fucking weekend. It was packed. Like, there was, <laughs> I think we slept like three hours each night because between driving there was a couple nights i didn't sleep like (laughs) uh, between driving and then all the things that were planned for the weekend we really didn't have any downtime it was it was pretty much pretty much go from the time we landed until the time that we left yeah there's maybe like two hours where we didn't have anything planned yeah and the time where we quote weren't doing anything we were driving yep driving 100 percent. but it was cool because i mean it was it was February, so up here in New Hampshire, Disgusting. it was cold. It, it was, was horrible. brutally cold. It's unnecessary. Yeah, and down in Florida, it was chilly, but it was still like in the fifties. Yeah. So it was. A, you wear it a was, sweatshirt and you're cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Versus wearing a parka and snow boots and, uh, you know, yeah, it was aggressive. So yeah, so it was. It was disgusting in New England. I don't yeah. want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it was no good. So we were excited to get down into Florida, into Florida. <laughs> see some sun, yes. and, and not be frozen to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we had a super late flight, so we got to Florida very early in the morning, got our rental car, and then slept in the parking lot of a grocery store for a couple of hours before... Uh, going to Gatorland. Yep. That was stop number one. And what a stop... That I, was. I don't know if we could have like started the trip better because that's very true. It was just like, you know, I've been going to Gatorland since I was a little kid. Like when mm-hmm. my family would go on trips to Florida, like my my extended family on my mom's side would go to Florida just about every year. And I'm not big on amusement parks. I don't really like roller coasters or rides or any of that stuff. So I'm not big on superheroes. So whenever they would go to do all of those things, I would be horribly bored because I just <laughs> was like, nope, I will sit with the bags and not do anything. Um, but I would like <laughs> look for lizards at the hotel and snakes yep. and, and all that stuff. And then we would always go to Gatorland because that was like the one thing that I got to do on the trip that I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and, and my mom enjoyed it. And my sister was a little afraid because... They have big birds that kind of cruise around and hang out in the in the uh, park at Gatorland. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, you used to be able to buy trays of fish and feed the big fish or feed the fish to the gators in the big pond. You could just like throw it in there and they'll mm. go over and eat it. But they would give you a tray of frozen fish. So we, you know, my mom would give one to me and one to my sister. 
and I would like go right over to the edge and throw it over and watch them all go after and everything. <laughs> and my sister would be picky, so she'd like walk around a little bit and try and decide which one to try to throw <laughs> it to. And the birds were like, "Oh, you! You're the one! You. <laughs> you're the you are the one!" And then they would these giant like you know they're four foot tall birds, and they would just like chase her around to grab oh, the fish. Man. And she wouldn't throw it because she's like scared of the bird, so she's holding on tight to the fish, and they just want the fish. They're not yeah. after her. But she, like, oh, man. Uh, so, like, going back to Gatorland was, like, really fun for me to see it as an adult because it's been a, a while since I've been there. Mm. Just to see if, you know, how it's changed, the exhibits I remember from when I was younger, and how they've adjusted the park and all the things they've added. And it's just been really, really, really cool to, to get to see that. Yeah. That, and, and polar opposite from you, I had never been to Gatorland. <laughs> Which is, like... <laughs> Holy moly, there's so many amazing reptiles yeah, here. Yeah, it was – I love crocodilians, and any chance I, I can to be, like, up close and personal with them is, is always amazing. Yeah. Uh, and damn it, if we didn't have the best time. That was fucking <laughs> – yeah, like, I was telling Savannah, I was like, man, if you had told me when I was a kid that I'd be feeding saltwater crocodiles, I would right. have told you you're a liar. Right. But I did it, and it was – amazing it's yep. so cool it's uh I, okay so I, i'm gonna say this so i remember to go back and do it i'm gonna put a link in the description of this episode yes. to the video that we did on, it's out on nerd yep. um on the nerd youtube of us out in gatorland yes uh because it was man i'm already thinking about feeding the saltwater crocs and, I'm and almost smiling, getting pulled in like uh, and almost getting pulled in yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh! We'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> but big shout to Savannah for hooking us yes, up. Yes, and we Mike appreciate that. And Mike, dude, like, hooked us up. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we didn't know what to expect when when they said, yeah, like, yeah, come come on over. I was whatever. expecting them to like do what we do for tours, where they like walk yeah. you around, talk, tell you about, you know, okay, these alligators came from here, and like, you know, these ones are cool, and we work with this over here, and we're breeding that, and they were like. You want to go inside the enclosure with these they ones? Let's like, do it! Hell and I was yes. like, oh, oh, fuck yeah. There's no <laughs> way you're going to give me the opportunity to go in with Nile crocodiles, and I'm going to say, say no. no, right, exactly, happening. exactly. I am going in there. Yeah, it was, uh, damn, it was freaking amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, and and also the, the overall energy. Oh, yeah. And, like, First super positive too. vibes, like, right, right, right out of the, the gate. Yep. You know, it was... It was awesome, and, and I think that that certainly is a, a precursor for how the rest of the time went. Because exactly. I mean, if we were all like, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, I was amped. Um, I was so excited. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! So that was that was absolutely awesome. Um, so I think one of one of the coolest parts. It's hard to pick the coolest part mm -hmm. of that because it was all amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think one of the coolest parts when we were in that the breeding marsh. And all the gators started bellowing, yes. and you just heard that rumble oh. through the entire marsh. It was it was oh cool because we heard it before we saw it. Yeah, I, I, I heard them bellowing. It's yeah, and I was like, that sounds really close to where we're at right yes. now. So we're just like, oh yeah, they're like come and bellow over in the ponds over here in the morning, and we look over the railing. And there's probably like what, like a ten foot alligator Easy. right in front of us, like yeah. maybe Ooh. seven or eight feet away from yeah. the platform, just like, yeah, just, this deep like guttural bellow, and it vibrates the water on top of their their body, so it makes all these little water droplets kick up, and they're just sitting there going off, and and you could see the ones on the other side of the pond doing it, and it was just yep. like, and you could hear it, you could hear it, like it's amazing yeah. how far that travels, yeah. Cause it was like, oh my gosh! And uh, there's like points when uh, you're you're walking on that uh, that trail platform, yeah. the platform, and uh, and then there's water underneath. So both sides, there's gators on both sides, and like you're looking off to the right where like the main marsh is, and then all of a sudden you hear coming from right well, next left, to you, and you're right like, oh shit! You. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, well, I didn't know that that was yeah, there. Exactly. If, uh, if I was a prey item, I would yep, be dead right I now. I would be screwed. Very, very screwed. <laughs> Uh, but man, yeah, that, that was one of the coolest, 
Yes. Thing. Yeah. Um, it's so weird because like our Cayman at Nerd will bellow from time to time as well, and you can hear it like pretty much anywhere in the store. Even if you're downstairs in the building at Nerd, you can still hear when they're bellowing. And some people right. think it sounds like they're moving furniture or something, but yeah. it's like it's super super loud. Um, and in in an enclosed space like at Nerd, it makes it sound even louder. Yeah. But to see the differences between the Cayman bellow and the alligator bellows and up close, and just to see them doing that was incredible. Yeah. So the, cool. the gator bellows uh, last quite a bit oh, yeah. longer, much longer, which is which is interesting compared to the Cayman. So that yeah. that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, man, getting to go in with some stuff like the like the Nile Crocs. That was that, and I think her name is Blondie, the the light colored. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah, out yeah. there. That is such a beautiful yes. animal. Oh my goodness! And then Sultan, the big yep, the male, big male that uh, they. Oh, man. man, Mike got that thing to go up on up the, on a platform on a rock to feed yeah. him to feed him, and then scratch under his chin. And <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, ah, uh, this this thing was what easily 15, 16 oh, foot, easily fifteen feet, and yeah, and is a freaking dinosaur. Like, so you guys are just hearing us say that, but I, it's hard to describe. It's hard to, to actually words. describe. Like, you need to go to Gatorland. Yes, that's what you need to do. Yeah, um, because. Being that, like, even from seeing it outside, like when we were on the outside of the enclosures, if we were oh, just yeah. a regular patron, you're like, wow, that's big. That's big. But then being next to it, I mean, we were like within six feet. Yes. You know. Yeah. And and that's when you got to see like the serious, the, the power like, behind uh, it. It's just like such an incredible animal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I can't even formulate sentences properly <laughs> when I'm talking about it because it it blew me away so much. Um, yeah, but that when when he started when Mike started petting Sultan's chin, underneath the chin, I was yeah, like, when he was rubbing his throat. Oh I was like, "Wow, that, that's a lot of trust to get to that point with yeah. that animal. You have to work with them and know yeah. their mood and read them so well to be able to do that sort of stuff. Because if you don't, you end up missing hands and stuff. It's true. It's very <laughs> very true. Like your pretty much your entire arm is going oh, into his mouth easily. without any problems. Yeah. It's woof. And Savannah was keeping right up, you know, with uh, with the female that was in there. And, mm -hmm. man, that is just incredible. Yeah. It's the attention to detail mm -hmm. also was, was amazing. Um, fast forward to when we were in with the saltwater crocodiles going to, going to feed them. Yes. And Donnie and Mike go inside the enclosure to film. Yes. Um, you and I feeding from the platform. And... So when we're trying to get ourselves set up and Savannah's like explaining what's going to happen and then Mike starts talking to Donnie and you see... This, the salty just turn just right turn around. And, and, and Savannah's like, he's coming towards you. He oh, heard you. Yeah, like, he heard you. And they had, they had to book it right out of yeah, there. Yep. And Donnie was like, um, Mike was like, if I tell you to run. Just run. Run. Just run. Like, and <laughs> Don't I'm look like, back, just run. Oh my God. Like to hear that and then like, I think that's when you realize 100%, like if you hadn't already, that you're in with some serious Apex animals. Predators. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So man, feeding the saltwater crocodile, essentially in the same fashion that Steve Irwin would do from the plat the platform feeding, yeah, not yeah. the, and the enclosure, the enclosure feeding. Um, wow. Yeah. That was something... I, I never would have thought possible. So Savannah shows you what showed us what we, what you got to do. Basically, put the meat on this uh, string Cord, chain yep, thing, yep. Uh, and it's attached to a pretty long uh, PVC pole, like maybe yep. uh, what ten foot pole. Easily, yeah. Yep. And uh, so you dangle that down, and essentially when the uh, when the animal grabs the food, it's on, it's there's a clip that releases, yes, and then the animal gets the prey, and you um, live. Yes, yeah, so so. you, <laughs> you keep the pole, and yeah. they keep the food. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I'm like, okay, this is like, this is it. like yes. I'm geeking out, like I'm a little kid at this point. And it happens, and it comes up, and it grabs it, and he and he has so much of the line in his mouth, the clip does nothing. Not let go, yeah. And I am suddenly yanked to the front of the platform. I and, was like, oh no, Jeremy's going in. Yeah, oh, boy. and I was like, oh God. <laughs> and I'm like trying to brace myself against that front part that front fence part of, of the, the platform, platform and yeah. Sven is like hey don't do that like, let me help you and I'm like I can't help it this like <laughs> this dinosaur wants me in the water with it and I'm not okay about that oh. but holy crap the, the amount of the power, power oh yeah 
Oh, yeah. Like, just bent it. Because I literally went from, you know, maybe a foot and a half back from the from edge the wall of, of that platform, the edge of that platform, to right up on it. Yeah. Like, in a mi- like millisecond. It was like, whoa. <laughs> I was then, filming. Like, I was like, man, if he goes in there... Donnie's going to love this. I'm going to cry. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because like, there oh. wasn't just one saltwater crocodile in there. There, there was were two. two. Yeah, there so were two. the one that was eating would be preoccupied, and the other one would be like, oh, enrichment. Enrichment. <laughs> Thank you for the enrichment. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was something. Just incredible. That like, was something. The, the and Phoenix, then you did it. Yeah, and I got to do it right afterwards, and I was beaming, just smiling ear to ear. Mm-hmm. It was it's tough to do that and not just like be humbled by the presence of that animal because it has yeah. so much power. It's big. It's old. You know, it's it's seen so much. And to be able to just experience that was amazing. Just yeah, amazing. It, there's certainly nothing that could ever compare to that. No. Like, nah. damn. Just damn. <laughs> and watching Mike feed the Cuban crocodiles afterwards. Oh, my God, oh yes. Oh, my Lanta. Yes. Those things, they watching those things else. move. They're quick. They're so agile. Mm-hmm. For a big crocodilian, yeah. they're fast. Yeah, it was it was very impressive. Because, like, you've, you, you can see videos of it. You know, like, it's not the rarest thing to see mm-hmm. a Cuban crocodile on video running or, or galloping. Yes. Um. But then to like to again just see it in person, mm-hmm. and you're at, and you're like that thing is fucking hauling I, ass. I covered twenty like, feet pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very food motivated. Very, very, <laughs> very food motivated. Um, but also super cool because they're breeding yes. Cuban Crocs. Yep. So that's super awesome. And you got to check out one um, of the little baby Cubans. We did, and uh, do a lot of comparison to baby American alligators. Yep. The the cries of the babies is very very different. Um, also, baby Cuban crocs are very willing to uh, bite they just compared like the to taste of flesh. Yeah, you know it's enrichment. <laughs> that was that was the theme. <laughs> you are potentially part of enrichment <laughs> if you are not careful. <laughs> uh, and then going in to hang with a uh, blackwater, oh. big big American alligator. That was probably one of my favorite parts. Was yeah. going in feeding some of those alligators and, and getting to check out blackwater. Yeah. That, again, I mean, like, you have to just go. You have to go and experience it. Because um, to be, you know, if you're from Florida or from anywhere that is in the, the natural part of, of the alligator's territory um, or range, um, you know, you, like, see it off in the distance and you're like, oh, that's a gator. You know, but to go somewhere where you can be within feet. Very of, close proximity. Yeah, to a, a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. You know, and then get the the true uh, the true feeling of what it's like to stand next to and see an American alligator in its freaking prime. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, impressive. Just, it's just damn. If you haven't had the opportunity to be around around a really big reptile before. Or even if you have just like a big snake or something, mm-hmm. you need to go to Gatorland and and yeah. see these animals up close because yeah. get it? They have Aldabra tortoises there, mm-hmm. uh, which are a giant Aldabras that are what they stand up probably two and a half or three foot tall carapace, like yeah. big, 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 yes. big tortoise. Very, very big. They've got alligators. They've got crocodiles. They've got the Cuban crocs. Mm-hmm. They've got. All kinds of just amazing things. They've got rattlesnakes on display. Just, it's it's just amazing. It really is. It, it really is. And uh, I, again, shout out to to Savannah because I mean her her energy, but also her desire to understand mm-hmm. the animal she's working with. Yeah, I, I feel like it is unmatched. You know, I mean, she was like consistently talking about like different research projects and, and, and different things she's been able to go and do thanks mm-hmm. to her work at Gatorland. Um, and she's like always looking for the next, the next big thing, thing yeah. in crocodilian research. And that 
and it, and it's not she she doesn't talk about it in a like you know we study these things in a boat and she's like no man we got, got super <laughs> close to these things we are in the water awesome. on a boat with these things like studying these things oh my gosh and that energy I mean if you haven't already heard the episode we did with Savannah you need to go back and check, check that out because yeah. the energy she has on that is I mean just a glimpse of what being around her actually is like and uh, you can't help but. Uh, get infected by that energy uh, and that. that was yeah that. that's so so awesome love it uh, so again if you can go to Gatorland because you won't be sorry you won't be disappointed you won't be sorry uh, so that was the first part that was the first day that's day trip. one yeah, that is that's day it one. that's, that's yeah. just like the first couple hours of our trip yeah. like that was the morning the very first thing yes. we did in the morning <laughs> the, after we landed on the plane we slept for two hours yep. and then went to Gatorland yep <laughs> And uh, I'll Ooh. tell you, I didn't need coffee nope, for nope. that. <laughs> See the leucistic alligator and the albino alligator. Oh, that's and right. I can't forget about you, that. Oh, my. It was, there's just so much incredible things. Yeah. There's so many it's, incredible things to do there. Ah. Yes. Just, just, <laughs> cool. just like geeked out about it all. Uh, okay. So that was Gatorland. Yep. Uh, what did we do next? I'm forgetting the, the order. Of After that, we had Saturday, which, which we did Carpet Southeast Fest. Carpet Fest. Yep. Right. Um, so if you don't know what Carpet Fest is, basically there's there's three chapters of Carpet Fest. Uh, there's the OG chapter in uh, Pennsylvania, um, Northeast Carpet Fest. Then there's Southeast Carpet Fest down in Florida, and then there's Northwest Carpet Fest. And basically, it's a giant party. Yes. Hangout, for cookout reptile people. for reptile people. Um, it, it certainly has a focus on Morelia, uh, but I mean anybody can pretty much yeah. show up if you get the if you get the the ins. You get you know the people, you, yeah, you know, you yeah. can go. And um, like, uh, it's basically, it was started by NPR, the guys over, mm-hmm. uh, Owen yep. and Eric over at NPR yep. and Merle Python Radio. And shout out to those guys. Those guys yes. are doing amazing stuff. That's actually what got me listening to kind of podcasts in general is because I was working a night job and I needed something is- interesting to listen to while I'm doing my boring ass job. So <laughs> I would listen to them <laughs> while I'm doing boring stuff. Yeah. Um, but it made it more interesting and it made the time go by quicker. So if you're cleaning your reptile rooms and you're looking for something to listen to, you definitely need to check out NPR. Yes. They started doing uh, like a NPR gathering. So they, mm-hmm. did, they started something called Carpet Fest where they just have reptile people come together because back in the day, reptile expos used to be like a party. You'd go hang out with people, talk reptiles. And then nowadays, reptile expos happen a lot more frequently. Uh, there's yep. a lot more newer people. So it's not as often that you get to kind of hang out and just, just talk and get to know people so yeah. they wanted to kind of bring that back and so with carpet fest that's what their plan was was to just get a chance for people to meet who they may have you may have spoken to people breeders online or mm-hmm. or bought animals from them but then to get a chance to get to know them personally you know in a relaxed setting yeah yep so, exactly so southeast carpet fest was the main reason why we went to florida yeah and, and that was saturday where we did that we did do that. Um, and shout out to Ian Bissell and the, the team that, that put that together. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had, it, it was a fun time. Great food. Yep. Always, always, always good an important food. thing good is good food. Mm-hmm. Um, they also did a panel discussion on nidovirus. Super important. Um, which is super, super important. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with nidovirus or anything, you should go check out uh, Fishhead Labs, uh, Fishhead Diagnostics. Uh, they're one of the leading... Uh, diagnostic labs on nidovirus and they're putting out the most uh, research information right now on nidovirus and basically and everything that it is that's a whole this other discussion um, and I would uh, implore you to go back and check out our episode with Steve Tillis where we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, his research with the University of Florida and nidovirus um, Super important to do that. So they did a whole panel discussion, and uh, they were talking about the new fi- newer findings that they've gotten and answering reptile keepers' questions on, on how to deal with that. Um, so super, super interesting stuff um, and important. Very important. Very important. And, and big shout out to Cody and Pia from Reptile Preservation yes. Institute. They actually hosted Carpet Fest at yes. their place, and they had some amazing animals on display. Truly amazing. Like, I was geeking out quite a bit because they had some of my favorite venomous species there. <laughs> they had like these incredible ring calls which are a type yes. of spitting cobra and they're like blue and black banded where the typical ones are usually more red. 
banded. Mm -hmm. So I was just like super geeked on that. They had some incredible death adders, and they had other stuff too. Uh, they got yep. some big, big, big black mambas. Some big black mambas. <laughs> they had, you know, uh, green mambas. They had some rattlesnakes. They just had like. A good variety. They uh, had some Bothrop species, yeah, lance yeah, yeah. heads, and the uh, and then there was that one room with a lot of the, the, the tree vipers, the cooler yep. room, yep. Um, and that was all like living vivariums, bioactive yep. vivariums and stuff, and that that was really cool because uh, some of those bigger enclosures, while they they weren't like rack system, newspaper, and whatever, uh, weren't quite as elaborate as some of those mm -hmm. were. Um, but it was, I mean, all of the air enclosures were phenomenal, Amazing. very, very well set up. And those uh, those lock boxes on the black on the mamba Mambas? enclosures were very super interesting. Very interesting. I I would like to see how those could be incorporated into other enclosures as well, mm -hmm. because I would love to see that in like I don't even know, like I'm thinking scrub pythons because I have a one track mind, but like <laughs> <laughs> other species could really, you know. Stuff that's high stress, I mean, yeah, white lip pythons, things like that. Where I just picture, oh, if it's in its hide, you can shut the door to the hide, lock it. You can close the door to the enclosure, pull out your lock box with the animal in it, and then you can clean the enclosure without any worry of that animal being <coughs> in there. And then when you need to clean the box, as soon as you open up the door back into the enclosure, the animal leaves, and then you can seal that off. Pull your box out, clean that, and it makes things super easy and keeps everything hands off because that's the safest thing you can be when working with venomous snakes is as hands off as possible. Yep, for sure, for sure. So yeah, shout out to Cody and Pia for Reptile that. Preservation that was, Institute. That was amazing. Just that really was amazing. Super, super cool. Uh, so then the next day, we went down to uh, Tom Crutchfield's. Yes, that was another amazing experience. That was very interesting. <laughs> it was, I I had not met Tom before. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to him online. I've known him for, uh, through the internet yeah. for a very long time. Same, and he's yeah. interacted with me on a couple of my posts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he always shares super interesting stuff. So I'm always trying to learn more from him because he knows way more than I ever could hope to learn. <laughs> yeah. um, but to be able to meet him in person and talk to him and see how he interacts with his animals in particular is just super fascinating. It's always fascinating yeah. to me to see how people work with the animals that they work with or they keep because mm -hmm. a lot of how your animals react to you is how you react to them and how yes. you interact with them. And Tom is is the master the of, personification that. Yeah, the of personification that of that to the top. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was quite an experience. I so I met Tom once uh, I think it was back in 2014 at the Daytona show cool. and it was it was very brief like yeah. it was basically like Tom hey. it's a pleasure to meet you like mm -hmm. blah 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 and um and that was pretty much that but uh it was it was an awesome experience then because I just remember like being at his table listening to him having conversations with with other old school herpers and mm -hmm. like you could just tell there was a whole it was a whole other level yes. that they were on and I was like just trying to absorb as much of that information <laughs> as possible because I was like holy crap <laughs> this is there's deep there's some cool stuff going on right yeah there. so then to to be able to get over there um, just a huge shout out to Tom for allowing us to come by and and hang and film a little bit um because it was it was amazing. I mean, from Mangshan vipers to uh, rhino iguanas and, and croc monitors, and uh, the his wild Diamond population pipe. of uh, of day red geckos oh, and the red geckos, <laughs> yeah. redheaded agamas yep. and the day giant day geckos. Yeah, the... I mean he's he's living in a reptile paradise. Yes, <laughs> he's surrounded by reptiles at yeah. all points. Yeah, and it's, his uh, diamond pythons. Yeah, and his. Jamaican boas yes. and just like every time that he went up to an enclosure, I was like, okay, what amazing thing is he going to talk about this seriously, in here right now? Seriously. <laughs> and uh, if, even if you're not a fan of green iguanas, he's got some smoke. He has some amazing green iguanas. The crimson the, albinos. Are... Yes. Yeah. Those super reds were mm. like, they were like fluorescent neon yes. colored. And it, it, I mean, it blew me away. I, think iguanas are cool i don't think they're the uh best pet for everybody as uh as many people think they might mm. be especially because they're generally a very affordable uh reptile to purchase 
Um, but they demand a lot space, uh, of care, space. Time, yeah, everything, everything. Yeah. everything. Um, but damn, you know, to see, you know, you see your average green iguana in a pet store and then you see something like that mm. and you're just like, that can't even be the same species yeah. <laughs> of animal. Um, it was, it was truly amazing. And then, uh, to see them as adults, as just larger animals too, they're just spectacular, amazing, spectacular animals. Um, but the highlight over there really was uh, his crocodile monitors. Yes. Um, and you had the most interactive <laughs> experience there. We were all just kind of like, okay, cool, we're going to hang, you know, maybe, whatever. Tom's going to show us some stuff. Maybe and, pet one or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you got in the enclosure, and uh, you were the main attraction. Yeah, that, <laughs> his one croc monitor, Bill, love me, love me. Like, yeah. from the moment that I came up to the enclosure, that crocodile monitor was just like fascinated with me. Yeah. And if you've worked with high strung monitors before, you know that some of them, when they get like frightened or scared, they'll give you like the crazy eyes where their eyes are <laughs> super wide and their pupils are super dilated. Yeah. This monitor, not even close to that. Mm -hmm. uh, pupils are, are, are constricted. It's thinking, it's slow moving flicking its tongue, taking in information. The whole time, it was just not tense at all. It was just amazing. And, uh, Tom, when I first went in, he goes, look, you know, go slow. Let him kind of check you out. And if, if he's okay, then we'll maybe go from there. And I was like, you know, I work with monitors almost every day. I do a lot of work with monitors at Nerd. So I'm, I'm really good at reading and knowing when they are getting pushed to that limit. Mm -hmm. And the, as soon as I saw that croc monitor, I was like, oh, this guy's like chill. He looks like our water monitors in Nerd. He's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. so he's comfortable. Curious he's curious. Whatever. He's yeah. relaxed. And so I just kind of like stepped inside and he immediately comes over and starts flicking his tongue all up my shoe and up yep. the, the leg of my pants. And he's just checking everything out. And Tom's like, oh, he, he likes he you. He likes huh? you, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just Meanwhile, Donnie and I are like, holy Whoa, shit. Holy crap. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, letting him take everything in. And then just like with all, a lot of our monitors at Nerd, I'm just, I could do a closed fist and then I slowly bring my hand, the back of my hand, up mm -hmm. to their face so that they can take in the information from my hand and, and you know tongue flick and check everything out and the back part of your hand is very flat you know he's big enough where he could probably fit my hand in his mouth but <laughs> yeah. for smaller monitors or anything smaller than an adult croc monitor it's very <laughs> difficult for them to bite that flat surface of your hand so i just put you know the back side of my hand closed fist up to his front area his near his head very slowly, and he's just tongue flicking and tongue flicking and just checking me out. And then he starts to climb up my leg, and I'm like, okay, now that he's started this whole situation, let's see how this croc monitor mm -hmm. is. And so he starts, like, climbing up my leg, and Tom's like, don't let him on your leg. He's going to tear you. He's got sharp claws. He'll tear yeah, you right yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I, I work with monitors. He puts a hole in my pants. It's whatever. I don't care. Yeah. And so I just kind of, like, put my front, uh, my left hand down up underneath his, uh, the front part of his body underneath his front legs. He just pulls himself right up and I just scoop him right up into my hands. I'm like, wow, this guy's just so chill. And he's just flicking his tongue up my arm to, over towards my neck. And I'm just like, oh, you, you okay there, bud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so relaxed, so yeah. relaxed. And so I put him back down and he kind of like turns around and is cruising around. And I just eventually end up sitting down on the ground with him. And he just comes up and he's checking me out. And just like that was such a humbling experience because yeah. from working with crocodile monitors that are more high strung or, or more apprehensive around people, to see one that is so laid back is just, I don't know how to describe it. It's incredible is what it is. And he's like, yeah, I just, you know, I treat him nice. I feed him and I make sure that they have all the things that they need. And this is how they end up. <laughs> and I was like... This is incredible. This is yeah. such like a unique animal. And he's like, oh, it's not unique. I've got three more that do the same thing. And he walks into one yep. of his other enclosures. We close the door on the first one. We go over to another one, open up the door. It's kind of hanging out on the ground. So I, he's like, go ahead, go go in there. So I go in, same thing. I use the backside of my hand, put it up to her face. She's smelling me. And he's like, now pick her up. And I'm like, 
how like do you want me to just like scoop her? He's like, yeah, just the same way you picked up the other one, just pick her up. And so I take my right hand, put it right underneath her chest, left hand right at the base of her tail, underneath her back legs, pick her right up, and she's just looks up at me, flicking her tongue, perfectly calm, perfectly calm. He's like, yeah. come out, come out here, and I was like. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a minute. I have to process what's process happening right now. Because after I had had her in my hands for a second, she like wanted to climb. So she's like climbing up my arm and then up onto my uh, the top part of my shoulder. And mm. she rests her head on top of my head. And then her front legs... Oh, oh boy. Her, <laughs> her front legs on my shoulders, kind of. And then her back legs on my arm and her tail down my arm. And I'm just like... This animal, and he's like, "Oh, I've only had her for like six months or a year, under yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. I've had this animal, and you know that's just what I do. And look at how amazing she is." And he's like, "Okay, now come out." And after a minute, I'm sitting there with her on my head. I walk right out of the enclosure. She doesn't try to run away. Yeah, she does, she's not frightened. Like it was amazing to just, witness that. It was mind blowing. Is yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was something truly, truly unique, and uh, I will also remember to put a link in the description of this uh, episode uh, to the video we did with Tom that's yes. on the Nerd YouTube, uh, so you can check that out. The uh, experience we got on video is actually the second experience going in yes. with that animal, because uh, we, we wanted to kind of get a lay of the land, and then um, we asked Tom if we could do some filming. And, and I wanted uh, to make sure that I didn't want I wasn't going to get bit on film. Yeah, 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 which is like, fair. First thing, I know, I, even though Donnie I, would have been like, Donnie would have been thrilled, I the and I would have yeah. been like, "Sorry, dude, we're not using that." Yeah, because exactly. I don't want to make any of this look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just but want to um, good. no, it, it was, it was truly amazing to to witness that. I mean, like, it was actually just man. like our water monitors at Nerd. Because yeah. at Nerd, when you go in with our water monitors, they're just like curious flicking their tongue mm -hmm. they come right over to you and like the majority of them are just like hey i want to crawl all over you and they love you and so to see that with a croc monitor was such like uh, it's just, it just incredible amazing. yeah absolutely amazing i i was truly blown away and then again just to be able to spend time with tom yes um you know i mean him he and stacy were were very very welcoming and uh and just we went in. They offered us food yeah, so at much, their house, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, then it just like talk and yeah. stuff, and and uh, Tom kind of giving us some some old stories of of Kevin. Yeah, so, like his <laughs> memories of Kevin, which is all, always fun to hear. Those are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that was that was just. It was very special. Mm -hmm. It was very special. Um, yeah. Damn. So cool. I want to go back. And then, <laughs> was that the same day that we did Will Nace's place? It was. Yes. It was. But you know who we forgot to talk about? Eugene Bissett. Eugene Bissett and Steve Tillis, because yes. that was also Saturday morning. So That was Saturday morning before Carpet Fest. Before Carpet Fest, yes. So we're going to back up just, just, a, just a little, a little bit. Uh, so that Saturday, the morning of Carpet Fest, we went over to uh, hang out with, with our buddy Steve, Steve Tillis. Tillis. The man. Um, the man. With the plan. With the plan. About to have the PhD. Yeah, Dr. Tillis. Dr. Tillis. I, as soon as he gets that PhD, I will only refer to him as Dr. <laughs> Tillis. <laughs> um, so Steve's been a friend of ours for a super long time, and uh, it was great to just go hang with him and uh, see some of his collection, because he's got some cool stuff. He's got some really cool stuff, and I really, since Steve is from the southern part of the United States. Mm -hmm. I don't get to see him very often. I only saw him, yeah. I saw him at White Plains. Yeah. And then I think that was pretty much, oh, and yeah. at and Tinley. He, I think yeah. I saw him at Tinley. And, uh, and I mean, he came up to Nerd And to briefly. Nerd, yep. yep. Yeah. But it's, we didn't get to like, except for the time, at, at Nerd, when he came up to Nerd, we got to kind of talk a little bit. Yeah. But getting to talk to him at his own place and see some of his animals and how he does his routine and how he works mm -hmm. with things and how he, you know, runs his ship, it was just like, that was awesome. It's always cool to get another perspective on how to do mm -hmm. what we're all doing yes you know and uh he's certainly always looking for the next way to improve yes um which is really awesome so if you don't already know steve um you should you should check him out um on instagram and, and all that stuff and I'll, I'll link all these people that we're talking about and all these we're gonna videos have 47 and stuff. links yeah there's gonna the be a lot for this yeah episode. there's gonna be a lot but it's all gonna be worth it um 
I promise. I absolutely <laughs> promise. But like one of the things that Steve's been doing now uh, that has been really cool because he was just talking to us about it when we were down there was his uh, designs of on the Freedom Breeder racks, mm -hmm. turning them into more of like a cage design with the use Half of 3D printed. Yeah. Um, using 3D printed uh, cage fittings and and stuff, and it's it's quite interesting because there's been the the ongoing cage versus rack debate forever, yes. you know, for a very very long time, and uh, nobody's really done and then committed to some sort of hybrid. I think Freedom Breeder had one a while yes. back, but it was super expensive and and was was not really logistically logistical. Yeah. Um, and Steve is kind of, I think Steve has kind of cracked that code. Um, and I think, and he's just started. Yes, he's, so this I, is like prototype two. Yeah, and exactly. And he's, he's already and he's got already some it. incredible work in. Yeah, and, uh, and not only did he like do this design, but then like weird flex but okay moment, like showcases it and he's like, hey, check out this Papuan Python I've got yep. here. I put yep. it in, I already put it in it. You know, you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Steve, yeah, Steve just has some awesome stuff. When uh, when I first met Steve, it was like way back over ten years ago via YouTube, and um, he had a crazy collection of blood pythons and carpet pythons back mm -hmm. in the day, and uh, and it always blew my mind. Um, and to see he's certainly shifted gears in more recent years. Um, but uh, one of the most notable things that he's doing now, besides his own collection and research at the University of Florida, is uh, working at Eugene Bissett's yes. place. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with the name Eugene Bissett, that's because he's not that public about things. Well, I was going to say, because you're new. <laughs> and because you're new. And certainly because you're new. Uh, but Eugene Bissett owns Ophiological Services. And uh, basically, he, he's breeding ball pythons and colubrids, and uh, they, he generally uh, wholesales. Yep. Um, so he, he doesn't really deal with the general public all that much. Um, but he is considered one of the, the grandfathers. godfathers, grandfathers uh, of modern herpticulture. Um, and it was really, really cool to see how his place functions yes. um, because it is a large scale operation. And uh, one of the most amazing things uh, has been this inventory system that Stephen has created yes. over there. It is so organized. It is a very well-oiled machine over there. It's it's really incredible just to see, because you know it's one thing to have labels on your racks in your snake room mm. and have a feeding card and blah 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 blah. Their collection of data that they've got there goes so much deeper uh, yeah. reproductive <laughs> rates uh you know feeding schedules everything that you can think of is been recorded and eugene's been doing that forever on since paper the 80s. yeah since yeah. since the 80s on paper but steve has developed this computer system basically yeah to to track everything track and, and interpret that and, information to yeah. see if there's trends in the colony, trends in reproduction, mm -hmm. trends in, you know, when they're pairing things, how many eggs they get, which yep. females are most productive, and all these things. And just over a few generations, they're already seeing these huge curves and, and, and you know, trends just in their own collection. Yeah, it, it was certainly amazing. So, so basically, he's, he's got all these spreadsheets that are communicating with each other, and <clears throat> they are able to tell them, okay, so... If you want to produce more, this was one of the things that blew me away. If you want to produce more albino ball pythons, you need to hold back X amount of albino related things. I'm like, you mean to tell me that this system is literally picking out your holdbacks for you? Yep. That blew my mind because we're over, we're over here like that's cool. We should hold we that should back. Keep it that looks thing. really cool. And uh, meanwhile, there's a computer that's like hold it back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's like what is happening? Uh, so that, I mean, that was certainly amazing. And uh, Steve was telling us that um, it's it, originally he didn't anticipate it getting 
as complex as it has. I mean, they can see data trends, you know, that will affect their financial bottom line, data trends in production of animals, like mm -hmm. you were just saying, um, and, and all these different things. And um, to be able to isolate those things as a business is, is vital. Incredibly you know, vital. Um, not, and I'm not talking about like as in the reptile business. I'm saying in business in general, being able to track those trends and see what your sales are looking like, what your bottom line is, how you can affect your bottom line in a positive way and try to avoid as many negative trends as possible is vital to your success. And, uh, and it shows because, I mean, Eugene, again, has been keeping data records similar to this since the 80s. Mm -hmm. and, and he can tell you about these trends that he's been seeing. And when we were down there, he was saying that, you know, Steve was saying that they only input three or four years of data because it takes forever to input the amount of data that they need to for the entire collection. So to put three or four years in and then already see immediate trends yes, uh, in just a short period of time, you know, four years sounds like a long period of time, but that's only four breeding seasons, yes. four years of production, you know. Um, you're talking about ball pythons and colubrids, so you're not really talking about something that's going to lay 100 eggs. Yeah. You know, you're talking about ball pythons. They're laying four to eight eggs, maybe a little bit more, you know. But small sample sizes per animal, just multiple animals. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was amazing uh, to witness that and see, see how that operation runs and then see how they're able to kind of do a similar thing with their rodent breeding mm -hmm. and see how they've dialed that in and... Uh, Man, it really was amazing because all that data allowed them to be so sufficient and proficient in everything they needed. Mm -hmm. It was it was really amazing and inspiring because uh, I, I think no matter what size your collection is, finding a way to organize everything, you know, especially once you get past, you know, 10, 15, 20 animals, it can get to be a it lot. It can definitely get away from you. You know, so to be able to find a way to really dial all of that in and uh, and be able to keep track of that stuff um, is amazing and incredibly helpful. Again, if you are pursuing keeping and breeding reptiles as a business um, more, you know, on a greater level than just like, I breed these things for a hobby because I, I like what I do. If you are trying to make a living doing this, that information is vital to you mm -hmm. and i mean they got it down they got it it's it's amazing it was amazing um yeah okay so that was that we talked about that uh and i have to go back and edit that yes in one part yes. just <laughs> that you're not going to know the, about because i'm going to edit it out <laughs> <laughs> um okay so went to tom crutchfield's place After that, that sunday and will then we Nace. went to will nace's place so Donnie is the one that he hooked set this that up. up. Yes. Um, so Donnie had been talking to Will for a while, and uh, Will's got a YouTube channel, and that's Will, how Donnie knows him. Yep, exactly, because Donnie only lives on YouTube. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Donnie's basically like, man, you know, I, this guy Will Nace, he's got he's got a great YouTube channel, you know, and uh, we should go check him out, hang with him. He wants to come up to Nerd. This would be a cool way for us to collab with him down yes. in Florida, and then he wants to come up and and collab with us at Nerd cool let's do it he's mm -hmm. got cool some cool animals a lot of rattlesnakes and stuff like that so we're like let's go do it and uh just another amazing part of the trip mm -hmm. i mean will has a fantastic collection um and it's not a massive collection doesn't either. need to be and it doesn't need to be because it is he's got everything so dialed in it it was it was quite impressive and uh i really enjoy rattlesnakes Yes. Uh, so I was already geeking out. I love uh, South American or neotropical rattlesnakes. Mm -hmm. uh, and he had one that I was totally geeking out over, mm -hmm. um, as well as many, many other things. <laughs> and um, the one thing that I wanted to see when I was there mm -hmm. was this blacktail rattlesnake. And I yes. got to work with it, and I was like, yep, I'm cool. I'm yep. good. Yep. Everything's cool. That's that's <laughs> what I came here for. Yes. And that was awesome. It was it was great. And uh, extra like icing on that cake was uh, Will's sister Susie came by, mm -hmm. and uh, Susie's what kind of got him into keeping hots and, and everything like that. But she also works with Birds of Prey. Yes. Uh, and she had brought over some owls, mm -hmm. which were pretty freaking sweet. Um, and uh, 
for those of you who don't know, uh, Donnie really likes birds. He loves birds. He, yeah, uh, very much so. So uh, the funniest part about all of this was, she, you know, Susie was a bit like, you know, if you guys want to hold the birds or whatever, like you're more than welcome to do so. And, and Donnie was so focused on filming. He didn't do it. And then, like, as soon as we were leaving and, like, like, hitting the road, he's I like, held I should have held that freaking owl. And we're like, dude, you, 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 you had every done opportunity it. to do you it. Know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, that was that was just a great time. Uh, Will and Summer and Susie were, were absolutely fantastic. And Susie brought over a Waggler's Pit Viper, which is one That's of my right. other favorite That's venomous right. snakes. Did. So yes. I was geeked on that. Yes. That was so cool. Um, and Summer had her foxes, and those were just, like, really cool. I like yes. to look at them from behind the fence. <laughs> they can stay over there. But they were it's su- not even a dog. I, dog. It's <laughs> close enough. <laughs> it's got four legs, and it barks, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> not really my jam. But I appreciate that she loves them. Very much so. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, so Will, uh, Will also had uh, a couple cobras. Yep. Uh, which was pretty cool. He had, uh, again, not a massive collection, but it was very well taken care of. Awesome setup. And he's like right on it. Yeah, he's he knows so every it. single one of his animals individually yes. very well. Yeah, and that's 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 always like one of the, the coolest things, man. It, when you can really see the dedication of the keeper. Yes. To being like, I can tell you everything you need to know about that animal when you go to work with it. You know, whatever. And uh, that's, I respect that a lot. Um, and then uh, not long after our visit down there, he had come up to Nerd. Yes, and, to check uh, out Lilith. Yep, and that was that was awesome. They were here for a couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, which was sweet. Um, it was fun to collab with them uh, so quickly yes. after being down there with them. You know, so it really felt like just a continuation of Hang of the visit. Session. You yeah. know, which is which was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean that whole trip, dude. That's not—it's not even over yet. I mean, it would—it was just bomb ass experience after bomb ass experience. We didn't even talk about Miami Zoo. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was—it just got better and better. It did. It did. So, Miami Zoo. Shout yeah. out to my boy Ryan Martinez. Yes, because he hooked us up. For real, showed us around, showed us some really cool stuff, like uh, just just being able to see a Komodo dragon in person, and yep. to be in the <laughs> same room with one was amazing. Like it's hard to describe. There's such a, like a unique the way they move is very unique, yeah. and the, their body structure when you see it up close in person is very different than what you would expect. Because, like, I was yeah. expecting them to kind of be built more like a water monitor, and I feel like they're built, a, like, some of their body looks more like a croc monitor. Mm-hmm. And and it's just very different, very different than what I was expecting. Yeah. And they, they look like they're just a freaking tank. Yes. Like, absolutely. They are just, they, are just, if they wanted to run whatever. right through a wall. Yeah. They're the fucking Kool Aid <laughs> man. They're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, but is... like first thing we went to Miami Zoo, we're walking around and we like check out one exhibit and it, there's some uh, tigers there, and then uh, we're we're walking along and we look over through the bushes and we're like, is that a fucking cassowary over there? Yeah, that is a cass. What? That's amazing. Yes. And and I was just like, oh man, I hope we get to go over and look at that cat because it was like a little bit off of the the path and you're not really yeah, it supposed wasn't to go. on exhibit yeah, it wasn't on exhibit it was kind of yeah. off in the trees a little bit yeah. it, was, it was fenced in but it was like off in an area where you're probably not supposed to be yeah. and so ryan messaging he's like oh we're gonna meet you over by the cassowary and i was like yes yes, yes. this is it this is it <laughs> and so he brings over like a little was it he had some grapes yeah and he brought it over and the cassowary came right over to us and was like checking us out that is as close as you can get to seeing a dinosaur in person That's that thing is true. just prehistoric looking they're very true. just so incredible so cool yeah that was that was badass. It man. was amazing. That really was I, badass. I liked a lot. I wish we had had more time because we, we were kind of pressed for time on the last day when we did Zoo Miami. If I yeah. had been planning better or planning ahead more, I would have had us do like Tom's or, or something else 
on yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on Monday so that we had the full day to go check out Miami, Miami Zoo because zoo. there's it's he, a huge zoo. They've yeah. got so many animals on exhibit. They've got a, a South America section. They've got Africa. They've got so many things on display, and that's a, something I'm gonna have to revisit and go back there just to check it out and and really take in because their exhibits are incredible and beautiful yes. and they've got some just just amazing animals on display and we only got to see some of it because we were worried about being late for our flight and right. I, I I don't regret that part because I was like <laughs> if we get stuck here Kevin's going to be very upset with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, I think one of the other coolest parts of that say? trip was the, the freaking kiwi, the kiwi bird. Oh my gosh. If you have not seen a kiwi bird in person Please pause this episode, Google <laughs> Kiwi Bird, and then come back. We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay, so okay. now that you've How seen cool is kiwi. that freaking bird, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That was really cool. I was not expecting that, and I'm very happy that it happened because <laughs> that was literally the coolest, cutest thing. I was like, thing. how... How did you make it evolutionarily so long? I don't understand. You don't really fly. You got this big long beak, like this yeah. super super long. Your nostrils long beak. are all the way at the end. You of got that these beak. little tiny eyes. What? Is, yeah. How do you see when predators are coming after you? They're like, I don't know. I'm just low to the ground and I just survive. I, I just, just chill, bro. <laughs> I am a rock if and I need to be. It's they're just so. Weird. It's very, They're it's very weird. Impressive. I'm I'm not saying weird in a negative fashion, but it's such a weird animal yeah. to me. Yeah. But so damn. weird. But and then damn. I learned that mm-hmm. their nostrils or their their yeah, their nostrils, right? Are at the end of the their end beak, of not at the top. Not yeah. where you would expect it to yeah. be on their face. So it's it's like, way down near the ground. So it's like, bro, not only are you weird, but you're breathing in the worst. The stuff. dirt. You're breathing in the dirt. Yeah. Hard, man. What? But but damn damn it was so freaking so cool. cool. I could have only seen that and the Komodo dragon and, and been like been very satisfied. This is this is all right. And, I'm happy with this. And the cassowary. And the cassowary. <laughs> that is a necessary part. Yes. Um, yeah. And we also got to check out uh, some crocodilians. Yes. And <sighs> uh, the Jamaican iguanas. Yes. Oh that my was, god! So was, cool. Yeah, so many. So many. Mm-hmm. That was and the tortoises they had out there. Yes. So cool. Yes. Man. Just it a, was it was a whole experience. It was a whole freaking experience. And uh I'm I'm like just just trying to recall everything and just being really excited <laughs> about it all. And I'm like, I, I want to go, back. to go back. Oh wait, no, now. sorry. Uh coronavirus happened and now yeah. no one's allowed to do anything fun it's forever true. for the rest of time it's true at least until 2021 which <sighs> let's not talk about it it's making me sad let's not talk about <laughs> what, it what are you talking about <laughs> uh so yeah florida was awesome an incredible trip it i really was I will remember that trip for the rest of my life. And also Donnie complaining because we were listening to R&B and singing. And he, was, he wasn't Shout wearing... out to you, Donnie. <laughs> he wasn't wearing noise-canceling headphones, so yep. he complained. You're going to learn today. Yeah, you're going to learn today. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about at the zoo the harpy eagle. Because oh, my gosh. That was so harpy eagles are giant. Yes. They are huge predatory birds. Very true. And uh, as we were mentioning earlier, Donnie loves birds. Yes. And harp, seeing a harpy eagle in person, I was put like taken back yeah. because of the size and power and just like there's such an incredible looking animal. Yeah. And I looked over, I was like, is that a harpy eagle? And he's like, oh, oh, oh shit, it's a harpy he eagle. And he like. Out. It basically ran over Ran to right to the exhibit. It was amazing. And he was staring at it. And then it looked at him. And he was like, oh, it looked at me. It looked at me. It looked at me. He was like so excited. And I was like, I think the trip has been made. There we go. Donnie's him. trip was not wasted. He doesn't feel like he got gypped. He got to see the harpy eagle. The harpy eagle looked at him. And yep. he was. And was probably like, could I eat you? Nah. <laughs> I, I could probably eat you. But there's probably a hot pocket in there. That I don't want. <laughs> We love you, Donnie. We love you, Donnie. <laughs> From the bottom of our heart. Oh, man. But Good freaking time. Just just a really fun experience. 
and I need to plan another trip for Florida. Facts. As soon as possible. Because I need to go back down and do some field herping. Field herping. Because I didn't get to do that. That's right. With I did go. I lied. I went out for two hours while you guys were <laughs> sleeping, and I did some field herping, which wasn't really field herping because I didn't find anything. anything. But I did. Flip you just some, went for a nice walk. I did go for a nice walk. <laughs> <laughs> I went off there because the. The first thing that we did, as soon as we checked into our, our hotel, the first thing I did before we even said hello to the person at the front desk, I was like, hey, do you know any place around here where I can find snakes? Yep. And she, and was, she like, was like, what? Uh, snakes? Snakes? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, you ever see any rattlesnakes around here or anything? And she was uh, like, oh, I don't I don't think I, don't I know. Really do that. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't look for those. And I was like, shit. And she was like, there's a place where people go, like, walking for, like, nature walks down the road. And I was like, yeah, that place. Tell me there. That I'll go, place. Tell I'll me go more. look there. Yeah. So I did oh I did that gosh. for, what, an hour, two hours. I just kind of walked around and didn't mm-hmm. find anything. And I saw a feral cat. So <laughs> Yay! It was just a bad walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I looked around. I flipped some rocks and looked underneath things and went to some clearings and all that stuff. I didn't see anything, but. It was still, you know, people talk about field herping. Like, all you do is find things. Nope. You no. spend a lot of time not finding things. That is very true. So I got to do some field herping where I find some shit. Yes. And then I'll be happy. We got to go out with KJ. Yes. That's what we need yes, to do. Yes, because you already got to experience it. I, I did. I didn't get to do it. <laughs> Next time. Oh, man. All right, man. It's about that time. It is about that time. So if people want to find out more about you, where can they dig up the dirt? Y'all can dig up the dirt. <laughs> Nowhere. No. That's right. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Brassman Reptiles and on Twitter at Brassman Rep. How about you? And if you want to see reptile stuff, go check out my Instagram, Rob is Creeping at Real. If you want to check out memes, you can see me on Twitter, <laughs> Rob is Creeping. And don't add me on Facebook because I don't want to be friends with you on Facebook. True, you'll be stuck in purgatory for the rest of eternity. Forever. All right. See you in episode 14. See ya.